right. All right. Welcome to Welcome. the Padre and the Pritch. And I'm, I'm the Padre, Sorry. in case you don't know, even though I'm dressed in my giant, giants. Go Giants. I'm dressed in my giant paraphernalia today. Um, and for good reason, because our Giants are maybe coming to an end tonight or maybe are advancing further on. Let's hope. But uh, I know that my, my friend, the Pritch, has had years of experience working with the Absolutely. Giants baseball team. Yes. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about how what your affiliation has been and why yeah. you were there. I, I know you're not a baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, why did I know that was no, coming? They probably use you for a backstop. <laughs> My brother, God rest his soul, used to go, I'd like to see you run down the first base. <laughs> well, My no. brother, Jimmy. So uh, I have for many years taught anti-bullying to the Junior Giants program. What we try to do is we, we try to build the, the, the feeling of teamwork in the community. So we have a lot of cops from Police Activities League. We have a lot of firefighters and dads and moms all over. And we teach uh, not to keep score for the Junior Giants, uh -huh. but to just learn the sport do the fundamentals, play the games, have fun, enjoy yourself, and Junior be involved. Giants are what age? It's uh, anywhere between five, and and we bring in all kinds of neurodiverse kids, okay. special needs kids. They get to play. They're all included. So that neurodiversity and the handicapped awareness is built into our program so that our, our kids are exposed to sportsmanship on the level of emotional intelligence. Okay. And what we try to do is teach, we're, we're, we're not about winning or losing, we're about learning how we play the game to have fun and enjoy ourselves. And if you, you think of a perfect role model, it would be a kid like Buster Posey, who's, he's 34 now. He's, he's the same age as my youngest kid. And I think that he has this inherent wisdom of humility and kindness that when he came out and Coach Bochy came out, uh, they would talk to the kids. And you were just always, I had Big Rob Nen. We filmed the whole movie about him. But I think the thing is, is to teach that team is together. Everyone, anyone matters. All of us together teach that to the kids that every person matters in sports and there's a great teacher named john uh, let me stop you a second yeah. hold on to that thought because po buster posey i just heard him on the radio the other oh, day good. and this woman is interviewing him and she said well how's the and how uh, how are you taking the intensity and the emotional uh all of this he said lady and he didn't call him a lady but he said uh you know when i go home i got does he have four kids? Four kids, yeah. Yeah, so I've chased four little kids around all day. So I tried to get some rest. We played three games in four days of high intensity. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm 34 years old. I'm squatting down. I'm in the dirt every day. Yeah. And then if I'm falling asleep, a ball hits me in the finger or the <laughs> ankle. He said, it kind of jolts me to life. So... Uh, that's, that's Buster great. Posey, but that's him. You know, yeah. but he's he is like the leader of this giant team yes. right now. He became the captain in 2010, Father. Oh, he as he came in, as he arrived, he understood the field better than any. He became the general on the field in his first year. 
as a rookie. 2010, 2012, 2014, we won. Hopefully, we'll, we'll qualify for 2021 tonight for the World Series. But that is the ethic of humble teamwork, laughter, reflection, anchored community unity, knowing what's really important yeah. is your four little kids. And for me, you know, when I think, when I go out and talk to kids and I go all over the state, I mean, I go out of state. I go into Nevada because we have fans in Nevada. I go up into Oregon. They have got... police there, too. <laughs> <laughs> you have to show your ID. You have to go, here's my uh, California passport. Are you going to send me home? But <laughs> I'm originally from Missouri, from yeah. southeast Missouri, Cape Girardeau. Me and Father Harry. I keep my priest with me. But uh, it was, like, so fun because uh, – when you're when you're around the energy of little kids, you're always laughing. One of the coaches told me the funniest story, Padre. He he says he goes, Mike. He goes, uh, I'm a cop here in Fremont, and I'm standing there, and this mom walks up and she's weeping. She goes, Why, why did you send my kid home? And he goes, Ma'am, I, I didn't send anybody. She goes, He's five years old. He's hurt. He's wound. I go, Ma'am, I don't know what you're talking about. He said. You yelled at him to go home. And he goes, he was on third base, ma'am. <laughs> oh, that is good. That, you know, and I started laughing because you see this guy, he goes, but with little kids, and the little boy, five, walked home, does he say, me, mommy, mommy, go home. And so I think, but you were, you were mentioning yeah. a person before I put in the Buster uh, story. Story, yeah. But 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 I think that as we as as I have been exposed to um, the Junior Giants program, it's it's a tradition of loving um, baseball first and team sportsmanship. And a, a great coach named John Wooden said, "Sports not." Careful, listen to this, folks. It's really powerful. He's a great coach in basketball. Sports don't build character. They reveal it. So that if you get that never-quit spirit, and this is what I tell you, the game's not over. The game's not over. And I remember on many occasions, I watched, I made my kids and, and Phil Downs, who's a police sergeant, and his kids stay at the game, the 11th inning, they were everybody wanted to leave. There was hardly anybody left in the park, and the game was tied up. And we finally tied it up, and Matt Williams sends it out of the park. And I didn't have to say a word after that. <laughs> he got a walk off home run. Matt Williams sent it out of the park, and we were like there, and everybody was looking at us. And I said, That's why you never. Because the expectation is if you walk off, you go to your car, you're going to hear it on the way home and go, we should have stayed. Stay. Stay for that moment where you prove, and, and this is the line, don't wait for the miracle, become the miracle. And I had yelled from the second tier up, send us all home, Maddie, send us all home. And they're all like, everybody's going, oh, yeah. Watches it out of the park. And, and, we're all sitting there and they're all like, Dad, you knew. I go, no, I didn't know. I thought. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, that's, that's, those miracles happen in sports, in life, and uh, in health I, Who was the crises? last no-hitter down at, was that guy in the Giants a couple of years ago? He's retired. Matt Cain. Matt Cain. I looked at that uh, strikeouts. There were 19, and Michael Lear and I were sitting way up yeah. in nosebleed, and I said, Mike, I'm, my legs aren't good. I'm going to take off now for the last day. It was that perfect game. The perfect game, yeah. Connor was there. My son was there. Was, I game. didn't see him. <laughs> well, that's because he was right behind home plate. <laughs> you were up there going, my nose, my nose is bleeding. <laughs> yeah, I said, if the wind comes by one more time, I'm going to be out of my seat and waving with the flags up there. But anyway, I had we we took off and got in the car. I didn't realize it was a perfect game. And I mean, I know baseball. Right. Yeah. I'm looking at. He's got 19 strikeouts. Un- it's unbelievable. Un- I said they're going. That's going to be a record or something. But, but who cares? It's a perfect game. Perfect game. Yeah. But the other point to that is, though, is that in sports, what, what was great for for Connor was, uh, he said we by luck got these seats. By luck, got these seats. Uh, Sue Peterson from the Giants, who's the uh, executive director of uh, the junior, junior Giants and the, the foundation, San Francisco Giants Foundation, was so always so good to our family. And when we would have somebody who was infirmed or sick, we had a young lady who was uh, going through a health crisis, and we got the booth up there, and all of her friends got to come and watch her watch a Giants game from the booth. This This is what makes your life so so profoundly important that you can bless people with opportunities to meet uh, folks in sports. I got to sit next to Hank Aaron. I got to sit next to Joe DiMaggio. And I, I said to Joe, we were up at Sarah High School and uh, in uh, Napa, I said, Joe, I said, my dad, I'd have given my right arm to have my dad be able to sit and have a conversation. And Joe is such a humble man, he goes, well, what do you think he'd want to talk about? And I said, pretty safe bet it would be baseball, Joe. And he was such a decent You want to hear my Joe DiMaggio yeah, story? Sure. It's just as good as yours. Good. <laughs> and there was a football kicker for the Niners years ago named Joe the Toe. I don't know if you ever, that's what they call him. Yeah. He was he was best friends with DiMaggio. Yep. And they both worked out. They played golf together. And right. then they would go down the Olympic Club. Oh, yeah. Take a, uh, a steam and then go up to the bar. Anyway, uh, at, at the Toe's funeral, which I had out at St. Cecilia's, uh, we, we go out to the, to the cemetery, and Joe DiMaggio, of course, he's very, he lost one of his best friends. Yeah. So he, he paid for a luncheon at this place, and he's sitting at the bar. He, he had a driver, so he got there first, and I, I don't know how I got there, but I got there pretty quick. So I sat down and, and I thought I'm sitting next to Joe DiMaggio. You know, in, in our time, right when he played ball, you know, if you were a kid, it was like a, it was like a, some a living, of, breathing statue. Yeah, right. And I didn't know what I did. Unlike you, I had no idea what to say. I said, "What average did you?" Have? <laughs> How many hits did you get? 
1949. Yeah, stuff he didn't want to talk no. about. You know, and I had yeah. I I was just dumbfounded. So well, we did. And I started talking about the toe, but but Joe DiMaggio was one of those guys. I guess after he married Marilyn Monroe, Sorry. he was he was crushed. I think in life, all of us know that sometimes one of the it, for for my money's worth. Because I've been around a lot of celebrities in the music industry, in sports industry, and in comedy and in acting. I've always felt a sense of um, empathic uh, sadness at many times because the, the weighing of fame on people and the inappropriate nature of comments and toxic remarks weighs so heavily on the soul. I swear, this is true. I deliberately saw it with uh, some of my friends in comedy who were close friends, and I thought, I don't want this. I want a simple life. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't, you know, I don't mind fame if it's towards an advantage of helping people, but fame at the expense of your own family and their involvement. I, I, I guess I, I would say it like this, uh, Padre. Pink who is a famous singer, she, uh, she had some, you know, remark to a person who was commenting to her on Facebook about her parenting skills. And she wrote back to that person, thank you very much, total stranger, for offering your insights on my parenting abilities. Now, blank, 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 blank. So, I think that what we don't realize is the intrusiveness in the nature in sports. I remember being with, and I like Barry Bonds a lot, and he was at Sarah High School um, when he was a kid, and a good, good young man. And I was with him one time, and we were walking off the field, and people were yelling stuff at him. And I remember looking into his eyes. I was walking away because we were doing an event on the field, uh, for AIDS Awareness Day, and I looked at them as people were yelling stuff. The, the strange part was some of them were fans from San Francisco yelling at them. And you could see that you can pretend like it doesn't impact you, yeah. but you hear it, and your soul absorbs it. And it, the frustration level of hearing somebody be toxically... Um, cruel or mean or mean-spirited or rude or racist or, or uh, anti-Semitic um, with ballplayers uh, of any sport, you know, is when you realize that we're, we're out there on the front end mm -hmm. of people thinking they have the ability to make uh, a remark to you personally. And when you see it wound their soul, it has to impact your performances. Oh, sure. Whether you're an actor or a singer, performer, or a sports person. So those haunting things, people need to put themselves in check and think about there's a little kid inside each and every one of these athletes, rock stars, and actors and performers. And constantly when I would see my friend Robin Williams, uh, I would see people say stuff to him, and I would I would be wounded. I would be wounded because per people would feel like it was okay for them yeah. to offer their conjecture. And so it's really important for us to realize that 
like even with the Giants, encourage, use your words as shields to defend other people and not as swords. Of course, you know, that's that's the old the old adage is, you know, you're you're constantly telling people, watch what you say to people. You can wound them and hurt them. And it's all wrong for you because anybody knows what comes around. Well, those poor, uh, you know, you you hear the the other side of that. With, well, he or she makes so much money, right? And then how many times has Bonds hit a home run where the people went crazy, jumping up and down the stands, right. hits the one out in the water there in the right yeah. field, and uh, they think, well, he's had his he's had his great pleasure. Great. Yeah, he deserves to if if he does something different or wrong. He, he, he ought to stand up for that side of himself as well. Well, I think anytime you justify cruelty and uh, inappropriate remarks, you, you have to take a good look inside you as to what's causing that rage, that anger, that jealousy, that resentment that causes you to feel like that's, that's okay for me. The other thing is, man, when kids hear that, it gives, they think they have permission. This is why we, at Junior Giants program, we try to guard who coaches our kids. You want coaches that love sports, love kids, love the kindness of the game, love the ability to go out there and teach things. And San Francisco is a town of traditional diversity, traditional acceptance, traditional uh, uh, compassion. And you can see it as the... the the city of St. Francis. It's named after St. Francis, who embraced all and did so much. He traveled to the Mideast to try and stop wars. That's who St. Francis was. And I think that if you read anything uh, about St. Francis, it's, it's a good reflection of our town. Now, some folks... My favorite story of Francis is that when he went around to all these little churches in Italy... He always carried a broom with him because they were so filthy. And, wow. and the little chapels, you know, and the Italians would wow. build those little places. Yeah. He would go in before uh, praying or saying Mass, he'd sweep the place. Wow. You know, just clean it up. Humble. It was like, it was like um, you know, uh, you feel sorry you go to someone's house where they live in poverty or, you know, filth. Or, it's like your wife telling you to pick up your. <laughs> I knew why did I know that was coming home? Oh, oh brutal. Uh, uh, yeah. She's a saint anyway. Uh, but Francis did these very simple things. You know, you, you see these statues in people's yards where he's feeding the birds and yeah. the, the wolf and the animals. And we, we still have him. His, his uh, feast day in the church is October 5th. And usually the Sunday after, they always had the blessing of the animals. Now, this is something yeah. that you would be good at. <laughs> well, if, we... if a guy brought a dog, a parrot, <laughs> a rabbit, or an elephant, you'd be able, I'd be able to make all the noises, noises and draw and them closer to yeah, me. Yeah, you'd be able to talk. You couldn't Mature, huh? Shit, shit. I'm like seventies. No, stay, stay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, and it's a, it's amazing, uh, and I, because I'm not a pet owner, 
living with uh, most, you know, priests and rectories, right. et cetera. I can never have a pet. Yeah, you can't. And <clears throat> some guys do, and they usually disturb others. But uh, people get so close, uh, and it's hard for me sometimes to accept that. How, how close you can get to an animal if it lives with you. Unconditional and, love, and, yeah. And and that, that animal will treat you good, bad, or indifferent, you know, pretty much the same. Yeah. They don't express their opinions like your wife does. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't, he can't out. Ah. Well, what I, you know, Harry, one time I had a young uh, veteran come to the house and he had been through many uh, tours. And we have a dog, an elderly white German shepherd, and she was a rescue. And she was rescued out of Oakland. She'd been abused. Uh, Jumba had been abused and hurt. Cigarette butts put out on her coat hangers. If you had uh, people with, uh, anytime you get near a fly swatter, she runs out of the room. Even now, and she's, she's 16 almost. And But when he came, he walked in the door. He's so uh, emotionally hurting she didn't bark at him she barked at everybody who came to the house and he came in and he just sat down and I looked at him Nick was his name Greek kid nice kid and I go Nick she has barked at everybody that came through the front door and I said you're the first time I've ever seen her not bark at, at somebody and I said she's a rescue out of Oakland she got up as if on cue walked over put her paw on his leg and chin there and he began to get emotional. And he goes, just two wounded souls, sir. Just two wounded souls. We know each other. And I said, in that, uh, this is how an animal can instinctively intuit that there is suffering in a soul. And it's why I believe that St. Francis understood that the empathic love of an animal sometimes heals people. We know that we have cats that can track cancer in patients in hospitals and sniff it. We, we have dogs that are caretaker animals for so many different people right. and guide dogs for the blind. Uh, I, I, I sometimes read a book at a hospice called uh, Tom Corwin from Mill Valley wrote it. He's a music producer. It's called Mostly Bob. And it's mm. it, the, the dog was named after Bob Dylan. It's only a ten minute book, but uh, does it have pictures? <laughs> it does have pictures, though. It's okay for people from Cape Girardeau to read. Yeah. People from Cape look at the dogs walking uh, across the page. Are they colored? And, and all they're bl in black and white, oh. just like the book, just like the printing. Oh, okay. But here's the thing. Uh, the story I won't give away, but it's only a ten minute book. But we were, I read it in a hospice one time, and the, and the elderly guy goes, You read this to me to make me emotional because you knew that I wasn't being loved at the other place, but I'm loved here, and you did this to make me cry. And everything's real quiet. And one of the elderly ladies goes, Shut up, Bert. Not everything's about you. <laughs> and the whole room erupted in laughter. If you want something to happen in a hospice, it's that level of laughter. It's that level yeah. of laughter from just humanity. And so I think that what we try to teach with the kids is have a sense of humor, have a sense of reflection. 
for whether you win or lose. Yeah. It's not about winning or losing. It's how you in, not even play the game, but enjoy the game. So when you're with the when you're with this program with the Giants, right? Are there certain guys that come out regularly? Players. Oh, yeah. tons of them I mean, come. They yeah, they enjoy doing that. Yeah, I, I go and we film. Rob Men was oh my gosh, he was such. He he looks like a, a superhero in the movie. Yeah. This guy with the the dimpled chin, but man, he he was so great with the kids, and most of these guys like Buster and Bochy, they're 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 parents, they're fathers. Mm-hmm. So you want your daughter and son to understand. Your love of the game comes from being a person. And sure, folks, you're going to see folks that are humble in sports. But what you're going to see more of is those that achieve high ends are not filled with hubris or arrogance. They're filled with a blessing that comes from an ability that's beyond our, our, our comprehension. And if you ever saw the movie The Natural, uh, that Barry Levinson did, where uh, Robert Redford played uh, Roy Hobbs and was the big hero of the movie. There's this scene in there, and I had done a movie with Wilford Brimley uh, at Lucasfilm, um, an Ewok movie, I love Wilford Brimley, but he was the manager in the film, and he was a remarkable old Utah cowboy, very, you know, sullen and quiet and reflective and uh, here is this moment which it, it hit me on such a deep level Robert Duvall plays a sports guy and he says to he says I don't care whether you win or lose I don't care I don't care whether you're the hero or the goat I'm here to sell newspapers <laughs> and that's where you have the critique yeah. has the impact because he had been a big hero in sports, lost his career to being shot and wounded, but came back as a person of reflection and value. So uh, you never quit one minute before the miracle happens, right? So I'm, uh, when I, someone comes up to me and says, I, I know I've seen you somewhere before. Uh, I said, well, do you read Sports Illustrated? No. Well, you know, you might check me on the cover there someday. (laughs) (laughs) See? (laughs) Someday. That's on my bucket list, you know. Well, why not? (laughs) You can always, you know what? If you would have told me, now, you remember me from the seminary way back when. Yeah. But you didn't know this, but on Image Magazine from the newspaper in the city, there was a picture of me holding my hands in 94, and it said, Michael Pritchard for Saint. No. Who printed it? No, it said Image Magazine. And my wife would not let me put that up in the house. Oh, well, with good reason. (laughs) We have it in the chapel over at St. Vincent. Under lock and key, No, it's in the closet. (laughs) With dust on it. What are you going to let Pritch out of the closet? So, all... (laughs) So... So... Well, we're both so's. And we got about a minute left. So, I I started... This is not what I was going to pursue this. 
half hour, but we got into the Giants. Oh, and, yeah. All and good. And you were able to share many, many things about uh, how they uh, help everybody with the program. yeah. So um, I think we're going to get ready to sign off for this. I hope you're enjoying uh, our conversations. And if you are, please tell others about it. And we're, uh, we're trying to launch out with a, a little more recognition for the Padre and the Pritch. And um, we're doing the best we can. Bringing hope, folks. That's what it's all about, bringing hope. So God bless you and uh, keep you safe and warm and healthy. And go Giants. Go Giants.